I start this motherfucker whenever the fuck I want. How about that, B? Do it. <laughs> Welcome to next time in the Nimrod Generation podcast, where space is the final frontier. Then the beer run at the liquor store is the first stop there. I am Leo, and as always with me is that boy, Vincent. Vincent, how you been? Oh, how yeah, you doing? Doing great. Excellent. Great. Oh, man. How's everything? We because uh, I feel like we're out of some, some something about this. We're drinking beer, yeah. But it's uh feels like we're doing the summer and December thing or Christmas and December's what what the what do they call it? That's usually what they call it, Christmas and December. Yeah, or Christmas and summer, whatever. Or Christmas in July, I think that's the thing. But yeah. we're we're technically in May while this well, is being recorded. So, bucket. I've had we've had these beers for a while now. Somebody yep. gave up beer for for a while, so <clears throat> yeah, well, whatever. Alcoholic. Yeah. I ain't no thing I'm alcoholic. I only drink with you. That tells you how much. Mm. Well, oh, this beer. Yep. Are we talking peppermint bark yeti? Who's the strip? Who's the company that does this? Free divide. Who? Great divide at all times. Oh shit! I don't think I need the thing. Yeah. I think shit. I need new glasses then. Great divide brewing company. Taste like Christmas. I could taste a little peppermint at the end. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little peppermint at the end. That's creamy. Yeah. Wait, I'm not. Now I'm worried. How long have we had these cans? <laughs> don't want no chunky beer at the end. Well, yours, you poured yours, so you you, you didn't see no chunks come out, right? Right. You say right I or would, wait? I said right. Oh, okay. and I would definitely tell you if I did. Nice. All right. We will be doing the untapped thing after we. Do the segment of today's podcast episode. So, I personally was had no interest in the Dune franchise. Not Doom, Dune. I know it's something that you yourself, Vincent, have been like a fan of since yep. you were a kid, right? Yep, since I was a kid. Uh, now, my question is. Did you did you want to see this movie, or is it now just one of those things that we just you you were like fuck it, let me rip that bandaid since we're just gonna do the podcast episode on it? A little bit of both. I mean, I kind of wanted to see it just to see what they did different, mm-hmm. and also to you know just just see it, and yeah. see what improvements they could have made or did make, whatever didn't make. But yeah, it was also a plus. Because we were going to do this uh, as an episode. Yeah, but we totally skipped the uh, women's Ghostbusters episode. We did what? I don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I must have edited that part into this podcast episode. Is this my great editing skills at its best right now? You got it. Yeah, I got it. I did. But yeah, it's Dune. It's... Uh, 84, correct? The first one? Yes. 84. Now, 
when the hell did they release an extended cut to this film? Because as the Lord of the Rings, the original one had an extended cut. Yeah. Made about three hours long. And then was that like the Blu-ray or DVD quality or is it something that came out back then? Or is it like one of those? It's like a phantom edit where like they just kind of had that edit somewhere. Like someone just pieced together the extra scenes. As far as I know, it was just somebody piecing together the stuff, you know, just like fan. Mm -hmm. Fans put it together and edited it. All that other stuff, just kind of like the phantom edit. Mm -hmm. Somebody just decided to do it. And, uh, you know, they they added a lot of narration and they did some of the background to the story so that you could, you know, understand it a little better. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I like it. I didn't really have a problem understanding the film before, but mm-hmm. it just adds a little bit to it now. Mm. Well, I've seen the the edited version, the three hour extended cut, and oh man, you, I know you, yep. we we talked about how you said that when you were younger, you some things fascinated you. You were like, "Oh, this is cool. This was." I can see some of that stuff like going pretty good back in the day, but uh. I I just have to say that the monotone talking never never do anything against it for you. No. Back then, or were you just not paying attention to what they were saying? You just like, ooh, cool sci-fi stuff. Yeah, I didn't really give it a second thought. It was just that's the way they talked. I mean, they're straight, no nonsense kind of people. So why wouldn't they just do the same thing in their speech patterns? Just speak plainly mm-hmm. and without any embellishments or extra yeah. to it. Well, with you, someone who's read the book, wait, so let me let me ask you this. When you read the book, you read it, like, of course, you watched the movie first, then read the book? Yeah. From, from the beginning when I was younger, yes, I watched the movie first, and then I read the book a few years later. Years later. Now, did you did you do like we probably don't remember, but even now, because I re, you recently reread the book to yep. have it fresh in your mind, did you did you do the monotone voices in your head? As we've done, I've, I've mentioned before, when I read a book or I read a comic book, I always try to give the characters like their own voice, their own way of like you know if they have an accent, I try to think of an accent. If they don't, did you just have like a monotone thing going on there? Or did, or did you just like, you know, give them some life? Nah, I mean, I don't. I, I just read it. I didn't really put any voices or anything like that to them. Mm-hmm. I didn't read Paul as Kyle McLaughlin or anything like that. I just read the book in my own voice, I guess. Mm. Yeah, you're actually one of the few people that I've met that can do that. But I'm actually, you're one of the few people that I met as well that can read a book so fast <laughs> and sometimes, like, comprehend what the heck they're reading. I'm reading this one right now. It's called uh, The Way of Kings by mm-hmm. Brandon Sanderson. 
Mm -hmm. See what the type is like. Yeah, small font. Yeah, it's 1200 pages. Ah. 1200 something pages. I read a chapter last night and I was like, let me just read a few pages. And then I'm like, okay, let me read the chapter. And then when I got into it, I looked and the chapter was 30 pages long. So I did that in about 40 minutes, maybe. 30 pages With, in 40 minutes? Yeah, because I stopped to look at other stuff in the book too. Ah. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty cool though. Man, so the story itself, it's my first time watching it. And it's one of those things where you watch both films back to back. It's, it's very easy to see or a lot of people always tend to be like, oh, the, the newer one's better or whatnot. But I honestly think that the first one did a pretty good job. Uh, yeah. But like it, it really has to do with the story because I have many gripes with the first one, too. Yeah, but no the whole story with is pretty much an emperor. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm pretty sure you're right about to do this. An emperor has like, do they have to change the people who stay on the planet? Do they like rotate them or whatever? No, this is, that's not what happened. I mean, they explain it a little better, that part of it in the second one, but they do kind of make it clear in the first one also that the emperor is scared because little Atreides is very popular with the land strad, which is like all the royal houses of the empire mm -hmm. that aren't part of the emperor's house. So he's he leads them and he's everybody likes him and everything and the emperor thinks he's gaining power. So what he does is takes the most important planet in the galaxy in the universe, whatever, mm. away from the Harkonnens, which in the first movie they call him Harkonnen, and that's what I was grew up thinking it was Harkonnen, but mm -hmm. it's actually Harkonnen, like they say it in the new film. But anyway. So he takes the planet away from the Harkonnens and puts Atreides in charge of it, knowing that he's going to fail and knowing that he's going to help the Harkonnens kill Atreides because Leto, because the Harkonnens and the Atreides are mortal enemies, worse than like the Hatfields and McCoys. They just hate each other and they've tried to kill each other throughout centuries history and time of this empire yeah okay so in other words we got the game of thrones shit going on here pretty much intergalactic game of thrones it is not like game of thrones by the way like what we mean by that we're not saying that we're gonna have like tits popping out every five minutes yeah nothing That's like that of, no it's it's like that it's the typical betrayal backstabbing stories where to gain power over empire yeah, and every character does not die just because. Oh, yeah. You know, this guy said hello to that guy. 20 minutes later, he did. You know, nothing like that. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Yeah, but it's it. It was weird for me when I watched the first one because 
there's there's a point where they they're teaching Paul, which is, that's the one reason I can remember because that's a simple name to remember. Yeah. He he's the chosen one per se. I don't know how to explain other than that. He is the so-called chosen one when they have these. I thought it was kind of cool when the guy was talking into a microphone to make his voice sound weird. But then it has nothing to do with this. But like I felt like they had like Jedi force powers where they can manipulate people to do things. But instead of like trying to do like a feels like instead of putting them into a trance, it feels almost like they're being possessed by a demon. Yeah. The voice, like those type of voices. Now, let me ask you this. Did they actually interpret that in the book? Or is that that something they use for the movies? No, that's definitely in the book. It's Uh the the guy, the narrator. Do they say like the harshness of the voice and all that? I mean, they just say how he's changing his pitch and how he's vocalizing things but like on the extended version the narrator guy goes into it where humans were controlled by basically controlled by machines not really to where they were subservient but the machines just kind of did everything for the humans thought for them and made decisions for them and all that took care of everybody but then humans revolted and now it's illegal to make a thing a machine that can think for itself and the humans have tried to expand their minds two different ways like some some people went this way and became beings of logic and they were mostly male and then these other uh females decided that they wanted to try and create a better society for, for humans so they basically genetically manipulated everyone and everything the women manipulated the men Mm. yeah and that's why i mean they have control over their bodies and they'll have control over other people's bodies whereas the the males are just do logic and they compute or do mathematical computations for space travel and all that that's why all the guild people need the spice to help like extend their brain to do it like that and then mentats and stuff they do the same thing but they're just basically human calculators okay but that's another reason why in the film jessica gets in trouble for having a boy because they're that much in control of their body that she can choose what kind of child to have oh Cause yeah, cause I well I remember that the first movie had mentioned something that was something along the lines of like that there was either her race or whatever she was was only allowed to have females, but well, because the, she loved her husband so much, that was it the Duke, right? Yeah, the Duke. Okay, because she was in love with the Duke, she let herself have the boy. Well, I mean, like I said, they were kind of in control of everything. So she chose to have a boy, mm. have a male heir for him. I mean, they they kind of could, but certain ones were told to only have female uh, children. Mm. And all the Bene Gesserit is what they're called. That's their order. 
they, you know, wanted to manipulate because it was specifically with Jessica. She was supposed to have a female Atreides child so that they could marry a male Harkonnen child. Mm -hmm. Because they were trying to fix the Harkonnen bloodline. Okay. But since she had a a male child, it wasn't going to work. Well, I'm going to I'm be honest with you, bro. When I watched the first one, you know, I have a hard time going to sleep, right? Yeah. The monotonous of the original one was putting me to sleep, too. Where I did miss a lot of some of the stuff they were verbally saying, because I would, like, look up, and they're talking, and I'm like, crap. And then I, like, I'll, like, I'll do this, you know, the number one, you're like, oh, shit, I'm falling asleep. And you look up, and you, you've already missed, like, eight minutes of the movie, you're like, huh. But they look like they're still on the same scene. Like, did I miss anything? <laughs> like, like hopefully, I'll just ask Vincent about it. Because I was trying to get through a, a three-hour-long movie and then a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie on the same night. <laughs> yeah. So that was my my whole thing. Didn't Been busy. Work, but, you know, yeah. Didn't quite work, but I, I felt like because of how much I had watched on the original one, I felt that the second one helped explain because I felt that the, the both movies, besides the fact that this the, the, the remake is technically only half of the original. Yeah. For the most part. Um, I felt that the movie itself like was kind of similar, just paced differently. And yeah. that one of the things were were like the original, I I remember them being talking in the throne room, and I don't know if it was the fact because of the the first ten minutes of the movie for the for the extended one, you told me that because they do have like a giant brief history there, and I swear to you, they start naming so many names, and I'm like, crap, I should feel like I should write all this down. Like I I feel like I sh- I feel like I was in like in history class and I'm like crap I should be really really paying attention to this and yeah I was intrigued by that intro I I I really liked it and then when you told me that oh when the original movie started it just starts off in the throne room I was all like I would have been actually a little mad if I did not know what was exactly going on like if you would have just put on the original and I know nothing of Dune at all not know that it was a book. Or maybe knowing that it was a book, but never read it. And they would have just jumped into that. Because that whole throne scene was kind of boring. Like, I, I get that they're, like, leading up to the story. But I felt like the whole story itself was kind of, like, none of the characters were interesting. Uh, even Patrick Stewart, he he felt like he's the only one who had the most life in the in the movie. Like, because uh, yeah, I remember the, the three guys was Patrick Stewart was like the guy who taught him. And then you had like the doctor that was like, oh, because there was a one that had a diamond tattooed on his forehead. Dr. Yue. Okay. That apparently, and it's with your knowledge of these shows and betrayals and everything, when they mentioned, though, that this is the guy that cannot harm a fly and he is so trusty he could be next to the emperor without no problems i'm like this is the guy backstab judas <laughs> like that's the first thing i thought about you know yeah 
I, I do like some of the designs in the original, like the bushy eyebrows. I sort of got, I thought of uh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But that's it was something where in the original, I thought it was ahead of its time. Yeah. Uh, I felt like some of the things that they were brought to the table, because like I mentioned to you at work, the the shield. Uh, it felt like they tried to do a Tron scene. <laughs> without it being tron you know what i mean like yeah. like when they have the the 3d polygram spaceships running around in tron like but they were trying to do that but make it as a force field and yeah that kind of distorted my like when they messed together i was all like okay that's when i lost like what the hell i kind of want to see the fight you know yeah so it's I mean, uh, kind of because since the shields are so blocky in the first one uh, they do clean up the shields in the second or the 2021 film, so that was neat. But it's like they were they're really trying to emphasize that it's a shield around the person back in the mm. 80s. So you know that's why it's a big block, square, rectangly looking thing. Yeah, because no, I mean the 2021 version of it reminded me like if you were playing a video game. And you were running around and you got shot. Like, you know how you see, like, like pinpoints where you got hit? Yeah. Or, like, the screen would start turning a different color. Of course, the screen wasn't turning a different color. But, like, you would have, like, the parts where, like, you'd be close to getting hit. So it will turn yellow. But if it would penetrate your shield, that whole area turns red. Like, yeah, like guard. Like, in other words, like, really, like, guard yourself or this is, or this is it for you. Yeah. I mean, it happens a little bit in the 84 version. But it's not. I mean, it'll turn orange instead of just yellow, so you can't yeah. really tell. That the shield's well, kind of orange and yellow yeah. the whole time, for the most part. Yeah, it's that's the thing. But no, other than that, it's like some of the costume designs for the original. Um, they do stand out to me as a little goofy. Well, that's the one that got made. There was another version that was being pitched. Before this one, before David Lynch directed all that, mm. it was uh, a Spanish director, Igor, I think. I can't remember his first name now, mm-hmm. but his last name is Chodorowski. Chodorowski? That sounds like what? French? Yeah, J O D O R O W S K Y. Chodorowski, but he's Spanish. And he had these hugely elaborate costumes with multiple colors and these crazy looking visuals and Mm -hmm. he used up a huge chunk of the budget just doing production and they were like dude this is going to be an insanely expensive film we're not doing it but there's a there's a documentary out there called Jodorowsky's Dune and it goes into detail about what he was going to do and all his vision for the movie and stuff like that Mm, okay okay yeah, not. I did have the hard time sleeping. Costume designs. Uh, the whole invasion part, I I liked. Uh, yeah, I've mentioned, talked with you about. Like, I do like a lot of war history. Yeah, see, well, I was gonna say this earlier. I should have said it earlier. But mm-hmm. Duncan was his teacher. It's just that when Duncan got sent to the planet as a scouting party. That's when Gunny had to take over. Mm, okay. But, the, oh, so that must have been one of the parts where I fell asleep then, huh? 
Did they make both times though? Because they said it at both movies. No, I mean i I saw I saw Aquaman in the second. <laughs> yeah, you see Aquaman, and he's like, "All right, I'm leaving. Make sure you continue your studies with Gunny." Thanos. Yeah, with Thanos, because he's the Duncan's a real teacher. Dude, when I I was like, I was like watching the movie, and I'm sitting there like, when uh, what's his name? Uh, the actor, the guy that plays Thanos. Uh, he also played Cable. Ah, now you're making me blank. Like he's in the Animal Horror for the love. He's in the original Animal Horror. He's in the Goonies. Is he? Yeah, Josh Brolin. He was the older brother. Okay, there you go. See, now that was that, that was the easy way to get you to to say the name. Okay, when he came out the spaceship with the army and everything, I'm like, hmm. I feel like I've seen this scene before somewhere. And I was just thinking yeah. of the Avengers. Yeah, and that was my wife was like, we're watching the scene with Josh Brolin and Timothy Chalamet or whatever fighting, and. He's like, he's like, look, he looks badass. I'm like, yeah, just he's a badass in every role, just like the older brother in the Goonies. Oh lord, she wasn't quite so badass rolling down the street in that little pink bike or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, we got to do that movie one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, it's, yeah, it's it was but, cool. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, yeah, the. Uh, the scene where the cause these, the movies start out way different. Oh yeah, know. that's what I say. I like the pacing on the second one because it it does an explanation, and then you kind of see like some 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 of like a guerrilla warfare style in the second one compared to the original. Well, but yeah, but that was just made up. Both movies had an intro that was. Absolutely just screenwriting because the book starts out where it's just Paul and the Atreides household. Hey, we're going to have to go to Arrakis. Okay, yeah, let's go. And the Reverend Mother Helen Gaius Boehm or whatever her name is, she comes to visit Paul and all that stuff. That's how the book starts. There is no court. There's no spaceship with a royal decree or any of that crap. And man, that 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 creature that that the emperor was talking to looked like something that we probably can't say. Well, his mouth did, but no, that's a guild navigator. <laughs> the guild navigators weren't really; they were deformed, but they weren't embryonic fetus looking things like mm-hmm. Lynch made them out to be. He just said, hey, I'm going to do this. And they're like, okay, whatever. But they're really just deformed humanoid looking people. Oh, okay. I was like, when I saw that thing, I was all like, I just felt like it was something off of Doctor Who for some reason. Just not so disgusting looking. Yeah, a little bit. But anyway, so yeah, when when UA like that's one of the things I didn't like about the second film is they didn't have Tufir Hawat in it as much as I wanted it, and they didn't have UA in it 
as much as I wanted to see them because those were really stronger characters in the book. Okay. Well, maybe Even that's why they just had to split that one it. point. Well, maybe, yeah. I was going to say, maybe that, that's why they had to split it. I guess, but... I Okay, by the time... By the time the... Harkonnens come and take over, take back Arrakis, and the betrayal happens or whatever, you already see Fade Routh in the book, mm-hmm. but not in the second movie. But you do in the first movie because at times it is more loyal to the book than the other one. But then at the same time, there's a lot of things in the 2021 version that are more loyal to the book than the 84 version. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's because of how long the 2021 version is? I think so, but because I don't know. you know, with the 2021 version, of course, now that they're doing it into two movies, both of them being about two and a half hours apiece, that's like a five-hour-long movie. Yeah. So there, I feel like there's more things from the book that they can add to it, kind of like the It movies. You know, like how they split up the movies into two, three-hour-long movies, practically. Yeah. So they were able to add more stuff than the TV series was able to, of course. And that's that's pretty much what I think it is, since the first one was had to be one movie, and this one is going to be two movies. Mm-hmm. That's why it can be a little more loyal to the book in more different, in more ways. Mm-hmm. But like the Mentats, Thufir Hawat, and Peter DeVries, in the movie, they have that one little purple strip down there. Mm-hmm. And in the book and the 84 version, their lips are purple. Okay. And it's because they use a modified version of the spice for their mentat powers. Mm. The spice turns their lips purple. Just like their eyes. They turn them blue, right? Well, that's when you use the pure spice. The pure spice turns your eyes blue on blue. That's why all the Fremen eyes are blue on blue. Shit. You know, here on Earth, we got some spice, too. It's called paprika. That motherfuckers turn your eyes red if exposed to it. Why don't you show me right now? Shit. I, I actually did it early, not earlier this week, like last weekend when I was marinating some chicken. I was like, my wife's all like, don't put too much. I'm like, I'm not. When I went like this, the, not the cap came off, but I was pouring out the, the wrong. There's a little twisting. I was pouring yeah. out the wrong, so that thing just like flop right on the thing and it's just like like oh help me god yeah i should have been like shy halud help me uh it wouldn't have come out of that little dispenser of paprika fool <laughs> oh i know this was going off subject earlier today i sent you because there's a band called shy halud earlier this year when i was like listening to a lot of the hardcore bands i actually found my shy halud cd and I was all like, shit, it's been forever since I heard this band. You know, and then, like, that's when I looked it up. I'm like, I wonder where they got their name from. And go figure, when I looked it up, they, they were talking about Dune. So that kind of gave me the idea to do the whole Dune episode as well. And I was all like, I want to check out, because Shahalu is one of my favorite hardcore bands. And did you check them out? Did you give them a, a peep a year? No, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, well. When you do listen to them, like, I know this might be off-putting because you might not be a fan of Newfound Glory. 
You're not. Yeah, they're right. They're right. Well, the guitar player is the singer that Shai Halu. Okay. So the thing about it is, like, it's it's around that time where like all the pop punk bands or whatever, like all the mainstream pop punk punk pop punk bands or whatever, they all had hardcore roots, but they all made it famous being pop punk bands. Okay. But yeah, like I own like one CD and one record, and every time I listen to them, like at work I was listening to it to like get me through the day. So yeah, and you were telling me that because when I read the explanation, it said that Shai Halud is an entity that they worship. You told me it's the worm. Yeah. So it's like the worm something they worship or is it something they fear? Uh, they pretty much worship the worms and respect the worm. But yeah, it's it's Shai Halud is what they call the worms. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. And I mean they even say it a few times in the second movie for sure mm, yeah it's uh i know like the the blade that is given to paul was given to by the girl's great grandmother or, or grandmother that was made from a tooth of shai hulu what is the second one no on the on, yeah on the on the 20 on the remake i thought she said it was her aunt was it her aunt or that was great aunt Great on. Okay, I was thinking grandma, but yeah. Me, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They didn't even they didn't put that emphasis on the knife in the book or the first films. It was just Chinese knife. Here, here's my knife. Go fight Jameis. Which I won't say right now. Neither movie got the Jameis fight right. That was bullshit. What do you mean? Because in the book, um, Leto, I mean, Liet, Liet Kynes is able to get word out to the uh, Fremen. And so he tells them all, hey, we've got these people that I'm helping and they're escaping here. Keep an eye out for them. I'll meet y'all later. And we'll decide what you know. We'll we'll help them out together. Mm-hmm. And so when they run a uh, when they run across the um, the other Stilgar's group, I was I was trying to remember his name. When they run across Stilgar's group, and he's like, "Well, I'll take the boy," but. They didn't say anything about you, and or you know you're not as necessary. Then she beats him, and Paul runs off, and he gets Jameis in the chest or whatever, kicks him, runs away. Then he comes back. In both movies, Jameis is like, "Okay, I want, I want revenge. I demand a blood feud." And in the, in the first one, yes, he goes right after Paul. In the 2021 version, he's going after Jessica. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he says, this isn't right. 
I want to blow a feud in. Stur and uh, Stilgar says, shut the hell up. He goes, okay. And then the next day, or they go rest, and then Jameis is like, no, 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 I can't. Nope. Got to do it. I got to have it. And Stilgar is like, all right, whatever. If you need it that bad, you can have it. But if you kill him, I'm going to kill you. Damn. That's, yeah, that's what he told him. And then uh, they strip to their undies and then fight. They take the steel suits off because if they damage the steel suits, you know, that's another person that could not use that steel suit. Mm -hmm. And in the book, dueling and knife play are, are, are big deals. You know, it, it's, it's an honored way to settle duels and disputes and all that stuff. Like Fade Rautha fights people in a coliseum. And oh, guns at high noon? Yeah, no, it's not guns. It's just knife Wait, fight. You know, like how honorable it was for, to have, like, pretty much draw, shoot in the Western. Oh, yeah, like how they, how they make them seem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's, that goes from early days of dueling where they had the rapiers and whatever. Mm. But anyway, so they're in their loincloths and they fight and Paul is like coming up to Jameis and right when he's going to hit him, he starts slowing down and Jameis rolls away and he keeps doing that over and over. And Stilgar is like, what is he messing with the dude? You know, if he's going to kill Jameis to kill him. And then Jessica says, no, he's only fought people with shields. That's how you fight someone with a shield. You have to go slower to get him through the shield. Mm -hmm. And so he finally figures it out. Winds up killing Jameis. And then they could still do this in the second part of the newer films, but they have a big. Oh, like, let me hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. But after he kills Jameis, everyone's congratulating him and he starts feeling good. And then Jessica uses the voice on him and she says, How does it feel to be a killer? And he starts like, Oh, yeah, that wasn't great. Instead of feeling happy that he killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they do a little ceremony for Jameis, which they could do in the second film, but everybody has to go up there and say, I was a friend of Jameis and this is what we did together and, you know, respect and honor him. And they keep trying to get Paul to do something, but he doesn't understand until Jessica is like, I was a friend of Jameis because he helped my son and us do this. And he's, oh, I guess I got to say something too. Hmm. All right, so I know I just spent a lot of time on that little gripe in the book, but it's kind of important because in the book, or well, between the book and the movies, whatever, in the book, Paul keeps getting visions of his jihad with the House of Trades trying to take over the universe. And he doesn't want that to happen. He's trying to prevent that. So Jessica kind of making him feel bad about killing someone would reinforce that. Mm -hmm. And they put it, they mentioned the Jihad in the 84 movie, but they don't really come out and say Jihad in the 21 version because, you know, it's kind of not a nice word anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, that word sounds like uh, something that probably should not have. Should not Even have. though they're trying to make the Fremen seem like Middle Eastern desert people mm -hmm. in the newer movie, they don't want to say Jihad because that's not wrong. Anyway, but I don't know. There's two different. 
I kind of like what they did with the visions in the newer one, but it's still not as well done as in the book. I don't want to say in the book, but it's it, it shows in the book it it shows more that it's in flux. He can see all the possible futures, but he can see the past as well, and he can't really tell what time he's in up until a certain point in the book that hasn't happened in the second movie, but it kind of happened in the it it did happen in the eighty four film anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, I just don't like some of the way they did the the visions in the newer one because like he was talking to Jameis and Jameis was telling him, hey, yeah, I'll show you the ways of our people. It's going to be great. We're going to be best friends. And then he has to kill him. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? And then he sees Johnny killing him in the new one, but that wasn't one of the things that came up. When he was about to fight Jameis, he said, I see myself victorious. I see myself dead. I see my mother dead. I see all these different things going on that could be, but he couldn't, he can't, he cannot tell which one is what will be. So, it's trying, to, trying to think what other movie was like that. Or, well, you know, that, that kind of reminds me of um, Tokyo Revengers, that anime I was telling you about. Okay. Where, but like in this, in that sense, like the guy goes back in time to go fix what the hell happened. But like he'll come back to the future and he'll change time completely. But he himself has not yet. Like it almost seems like the back, the 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 everything that has changed in between time and the life he's lived in between catches up to him. Like, like oh, it'll eventually catch up to him. Kind of like. You throw a rock at one end of the pond and the ripples eventually come to you. Yeah. But the thing is, he'll have the memory of what should have originally happened. Yeah. But then he'll stop, start forgetting. But then he'll go back to the past to try to fix because that mistake led to someone else dying. But then he say he saves that person, but he'd never realize the, the repercussion that he actually got someone else killed. Yeah. And then he, he doesn't figure it out till like later on when he comes back into the future and he's living his life and they're like, oh, what happened to this guy? Don't you remember? You killed him. Yeah. It's like, I mean, wait, what? In a way, it's kind of like that, but. But this one's more like he's there. Like, I'm, I'm thinking like the, the, yeah. the same effect is kind of there where like there's but so you, many versions that, not timelines, but, you know, taking any timelines yeah. that. Well, you also got to keep in mind that this book was written in 60, 1967, so yeah, I don't think Tokyo Revengers was out back then. No, this this was uh, anyway. But both movies, well, I mean, we're we're straying from the comparison of the films a little bit, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's like two different entities because the first movie is both in one, and so we won't really be able to compare everything that they did really. Mm-hmm. Until the next one comes out, which that doesn't, the shooting on that one starts July 18th of this year. Oh, really? Yeah, so it won't be out for a while. I thought they, uh, I was, 
I hate when they do that. Like, why can't do they done like uh, Lord of the Rings where Lord they just the Rings and film everything at once? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that because way. it was also trying to film it during COVID. Back when that was a thing. Well, yeah, but the thing about th- that movie, at least, even for a COVID movie, the effects aren't that bad. Let's be uh, honest, because I've seen some COVID movies and I'm like, yo, what the Okay, f- well, I'll give you that. But if you rewatch that scene, <laughs> it was All right, Mr. Me. Specific. It was ruined for me because I saw a clip of that scene where he he sees the vision of him and a bunch of other dudes popping out of the sand and doing the little whoosh, whoosh, whoosh ballet with the knives because somebody put that scene together with the Power Rangers music. <laughs> because they said it was just as badly choreographed. That's not my gripe. My gripe is when he finally stops killing the people and starts breathing heavy, lifts up his visor, his head is too big for that damn helmet. His head is up here and the helmet is right there. So it should have been a smaller face. Mistakes are made. Not a bad as Fantastic Four, the the reboot one. Because now that to me had the worst. Yeah, I don't even know. There's no way. I'm going to even watch that film. <laughs> fucking the thing falls from the sky. He fucking lands in the middle of the tank, starts swerving his arms, and you're like, dude, this looks like a bad PS1 glitch. That's how bad it looked. Nice. But yeah, anyway, the, I, I, I see what you mean, though. It's yeah. it's hard to the second compare film, an unfinished film. Basically, yeah. But the second film was more... Because they had more time, like we just said a little bit ago, it was a little more true to the book up to certain points, like Duncan, where he died in the 84 version versus the 21 version, 2021, whatever. Um, I mean, nobody thinks we're talking about 1921. Mm. So it was was that way in the book. He died trying to hold the door so that they wouldn't get to Paul and his mother. Mm Mm-hmm. But in the book, Paul had seen this and seen that, and he told Kynes, are we going out the secret passageway behind the bookshelf? Before Kynes even went to go flip the switch on it. Hmm. I did like a lot of the the audible thoughts in the 84 version because you could you could have you'd have the characters sitting there and then you know their voiceover goes and you hear what they're thinking and stuff and that's the way it was in the book the character was thinking this not just outright saying it like when when duke leto tried to save all the spice miners yeah. and they're like look we gotta we gotta get this spice damn the spice human lives are way more important than spice and that's when Liette starts liking Duke Little. And he says it in the 84 version, says it in the book, but that's not when Kynes says it in the movie. Or the Kynes doesn't say it in the 21 movie at all. He shows it, though. I mean, she shows it a little, but not. All she does is help him. Yeah, man. I wanted to know because 
there's a big difference between the spaceships in the 84 film and the 2001 film. Um, I mean, the day that they did, I don't know, like to me, the, the 80, the 84 one seemed like bulky. I don't know how to explain it. Cause I don't, the, the 2001, which, which ships, well, the diggers and the ones that pick up the diggers, like, cause to me, like more of the, the carry all. The twenty twenty ones, they they seem more like bugs, like dragonflies. Yeah, but that's what they are. They're in the book. It's a thopter, just like they say in the movie or whatever. In the twenty one version, it's a thopter. It's a helicopter made like a dragonfly. Mm-hmm. But they don't do that in the eighty four film because it would have. That would have been my only budget. guess is it would have been harder to animate and harder to. Put together and stuff like that. True. Have you? Well, I don't think you really pay that much attention to it. But in the '84 version, the guild ships—did you see they were just like big cylinders with a black line across it? Oh yeah, yeah. That's like that's the other thing. They felt more like prison ships. Well, it's it's almost the same thing in the '21 version. It's a big cylinder with a oval hole at the end instead of just a bar at the end being mm. round is oval. But that's one thing that kind of I connect in my head the visuals of the Dune movie from 84, the Star Trek Search for Spock movie, and Tremors. Tremors? <clears throat> Tremors. Because the the guild ships in Dune look almost exactly like the ship that came looking for the whales in the Star Trek movie. Mm. Or uh, Voyage Home or Return Home, whatever it was. The one where they go get the whales. Mm-hmm. I think that's the fourth movie. It's, it's the fourth movie. And then the worms in Dune are like the worms in Tremors. Oh, okay. That, I was going to say... And I'm like, Tremors has spaceships? No, we were talking about spaceships. We were talking about spaceships, and then you tell me Tremors. I'm like, wait, Tremors had spaceships? Like, I don't remember there being spaceships. Oh, well, they had worms. Anyway, wait, wait, back to these Dune things. Yeah, so like I said, they got the Jameis fight wrong. They could maybe get the Jameis funeral done a little bit better in the second one than the first one. Because in the first one... They do that whole ceremony. They talk about being friends with Jameis, but the body's already gone. They've already turned it into water, and they measure it out. And he's got 34 liter, 33 liters, 30 foot, dr- and 10 30 seconds drachmas of water, or something like that. And they, you know, they measured it precise. And in the book, once they get back to the siege, Jameis's woman is now Paul's. And, yeah, he's he's we'll see how they do it in the twenty one version, but she's now Paul's woman and she's like, I'm too young for this shit. And Stilgar's like, well that's the way of our people. She's like, but I'm young still, I'm young, I'm young. And then he's like, nope. And so he tells Paul, Are you gonna take her as a wife or are you gonna take her as a servant? And he's like, uh, guess the servant. For real? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's how he does it. And then in the 84 version, you remember him getting the water and all that stuff. And there was the lady with the two kids. Mm -hmm. And then after that point in the movie, those two kids were everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's because those are Jameis's kids. The one kid from her first husband, the second kid was Jameis's kid when they were together. But she was she talks about Jameis was so awesome because he took the first son in as his own. And then Paul makes both kids his honor guard. And that's why they're everywhere in the 84 movie. Okay. I was going to say the. The. The movie on they do it. They I remember the two year time skip. Mm -hmm. Is there any more years that pass in the book? No, in the book, it's like two to two and a half years. Okay. I was going to ask you, uh, besides Dune, Dune is the original, Dune is the first book in the series, correct? Yes. So uh, do you think, like, have you read any of the other ones? I've read the second one, Dune Messiah, mm -hmm. but it was so long ago, I read it one time. I haven't seen any other media about it, so I'm pretty much, I don't remember a lot about it at all, but I did read on the Wikipedia page that if they make a third Dune movie out of this new series, it's going to be more like Dune Messiah. They're going to conclude Dune with the next film, but then the third one will be Dune Messiah, which is Paul's son, Leto Atreides II. But he's technically the second Leto Atreides II because the first Leto Atreides II got killed on Dune in the book. Okay. <laughs> that was, now we're going to start a whole complicated story. Let's not go into that complicated story web of things. Yeah, I mean, if you want to know about it, read the book. Read the book. Read the book. All right, gotcha. Because I was gonna actually gonna ask you like, did um, what was I, what was I saying? It was <laughs> would want to see from from that, but if you don't remember and it's too complicated, let's not let's not let's not just dive into that. <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, it's about Leto Atreides the second, and kind of more how he rose to power from that point but it's not if if my memory's right it's not when he became the god emperor that is in the book god emperor of dune so are these dune books like on that family legacy i mean if, if you know anything towards because i don't know how many books there are last time i looked it up there were a couple books i didn't really see how many books it is to be for sure, I don't know when the books ended. Have they ended? Um, and I yeah. also don't know exactly if it's, like I said, if it's one like entire family or like entire Star Wars thing, or is it going to be like where it's all Dune and then it becomes fan fiction? No, it's basically all to do with House Harkonnen, House Atreides, and House Carino which Carino is the emperor's house. Mm -hmm. 
and some of the other smaller houses, but it's all between them. And Frank Herbert wrote all the the novels up until his death, and then his son Brian Herbert, Brian Herbert, along with Kevin J. Anderson, expanded the universe with different novels. Like they have a house Atreides novel and a house Harkonnen novel and a house Carino novel. They went into the Butlerian Jihad, which was what the guy was explaining at the beginning of the extended version, mm-hmm. where the humans revolted against the machines and stuff like that. They talk Sisterhood of Dune, Mantats of Dune, all they go into a whole bunch more stuff. I mean, I'm sure Frank Herbert had notes on it, but it, it's kind of a mix between they just wanted to give the fans more lore and they just wanted more money from them. Uh, kind of like Star Wars Dark Horse universe type situation. Kind of, yeah. And like, kind of like what Marvel's doing with Star Wars itself, high, Repo- high order, high, high republic, and all that stuff. But also, kind of how George R. R. Martin is milking Game of Thrones for everything that it's worth before he writes the next fucking book that's been in limbo for the yeah, last twenty years because this asshole won't fucking sit down and write two pages a day. Now he's got to do this fucking series that's before Game of Thrones, and now he's got to write another book that's before Game of Thrones. And all this. Sh- anyway, you know I won't go into all that. I would have loved to go into all that, but we're short on time. So, V recommendation, as in, would you recommend people to watch both films, one film, or no films? I would actually recommend people watch both films. The first one, if you just watch the theatrical cut, okay, that's fine. You might have to watch it a couple times, but you'll get the you'll get the story. If you watch the 21 version first, okay, yeah, you'll know better because I'm not trying to insult anybody or anything like that, but the 2021 version is kind of dumbed down compared to the 84 version mm-hmm. because has more time to explain the story and you can go into more detail about different things mm-hmm. but you gotta watch the 84 version because that Baron Harkonnen is over the top he's I mean Paul delivers a kind of a less mopey mm-hmm. Paul Atreides in the 84 version and you get these super iconic lines from the 84 version one of them is the spice must flow because they say the spice must flow a lot of times in there oh yeah and you get baron harkness saying he who controls the spice controls the universe you know what maybe that's why the movie was put i was going to get into a trance going to watching that movie like <laughs> he who holds who <laughs> holds spice yeah but i mean they've made some dance tunes and put those lines in them hmm Talking about trance music. All right. There but yeah, I, I recommend watching both films. If you want to read the book, read the book. But you're just going to get more. You're going to get more story from the book, definitely. That's always the case. But uh, I think the next movie in the newer series will. I don't think it's going to be as true to the book as 
you know, it, none, nothing is super true to the book. There is a little more detail, like I've been saying, in the newer ones because they have more time. Yeah. And the 84 version added the weapons that were controlled by voices, which is not in the book at all, but... Yeah, that, 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 that's actually the one thing I forgot to ask. I was I was about to I didn't want to interrupt you while you were saying that. I'm like I forgot about the bang, <laughs> those uh, whatever the noises they were making. They like, call the... they call those weirding weapons because the the Fremen have this whole thing. Like I said earlier, Bene Gesserit are trying to create a better life for humans. So what they do is they go to these planets and they start talking about legends and they start putting legends in on these planets and they've done it for centuries 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 and so when they get to dune they start calling paul lisa and al-gaib and just goes like, oh crap the ben Gesserit have been here and as they're telling her things she's like yep this is a ben Gesserit lie this is ben Gesserit story but i can use it to exploit these people and help me and my son survive Mm. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the noises were like, I like, what are they doing? Is like their voice the ammunition or some shit? Yeah, you gotta put the power into the voice module, and it'll create the blast and the explosion from the gun. Okay, okay. And then they find out Muadib is a killing word, which. In the second one, you see that desert mouse everywhere. Mm-hmm. The desert mouse is Muad'Dib, not the name of the second moon that comes up in the night sky. It's that little mouse that hops everywhere. That's Muad'Dib. Oh, okay. And now that that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, would I recommend both films? I do. It's I. It's just. It's just a monotone. It's it's just that the first one. <laughs> it, it has a good story. It does. I I I really enjoyed like the whole war, kind of like them trying to like the history stuff. Um, it's sci-fi, of course. I love sci-fi stuff, but it it always comes down to. I just felt the acting was just like very um not there. Like everybody, everybody just sounds like. Yes, we will be attacking the, the storm, and Shai Halu will be the one to. Uh, there, there, it feels like there's no, you know. Well, I, like, I get that, but the thing is, it's mostly Stilgar that's the one that's monotone and reserved. Like some of the other Fremen that he interacts with, they're like, they're way better about it. Chani is a little bit, but it just. Like I said, it's reinforcing the whole thing. Like, how many westerns do you see, and the Indians are just like all, oh, you know, they're they're serious. They don't want to mince words. They want to say exactly what they mean and use as few words to say as they need to. Yeah. Now, one thing we didn't mention was the villain. Well, maybe when the second one comes out, we'll talk about the villain because I get props. I like the villain in the original. He was uh he was pretty disgusting himself. And, in, yeah. and he was uh like very out there. The new one just kinda they just creeped him up a little bit more, but he doesn't look as cool as the eighty four one. 
Yeah. That's what I thought. The 84 one looked like the disfigurement and then, I don't know, his boils or whatever the hell was coming the off. The pus filled boils. Yeah. Yeah. I was all like, that's badass. And when I seen him in the new one, I was all like, okay, maybe he, he's, he seems more menacing, but like, it, it, to me, their comparison is more like the Joker from back in the day to the newer Joker type yeah. scenario. Like, you have like, you know, Jack Nicholson Joker that had the look, had the attitude, had the the whereabout, had even the gags to go with him. And then you have like the newer one that's just more psychotic. Yeah. So that's what that felt to me. And I think I like in this sense, I like the 84 villain more than I did what is going on right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and that was, like, to me, the highlight of the movie. Like, the villain in the original. Like, if you want to see a badass villain, that's one right there. Like, he, he, could, he if you watch the movie, he, he's a memorable villain. Oh, they, they did do the Gam Jabbar a little more true in the 84 book. It's like a needle, needle point on the end of a finger. Not that big cross-stitch hook that she had held up against his neck. Okay. What about that assassin mosquito? No, that's another thing that was... I didn't like it in the newer version because if he's going to grab that little ass thing, he's going to stick himself with the fucking poison. Thank you. And to kill himself. I just thought it was cool how he he hid himself from it, like putting himself in... Like that scene, like, like two things I didn't like, one thing I like. One thing I didn't like is if I see a mosquito burning a hole through my door, <laughs> it's like, motherfucker... Like, I'm not going to sit there and go, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Yeah, he could have got out of the room, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then when he realizes, like, and then he just, he looks at it and looks at it. And then, like, he literally sits there for, like, a minute and a half looking at this thing and then realizes, oh, this thing's going to kill me. Uh-huh. But, like, the way he, he snuck himself into the hologram, like, like that hologram, there was a hologram practically. Yeah. To, like, shield himself from, like, it, him mixing in there. And that mosquito thing flies up to him and is like, huh. Like, but at the same time, like, doesn't that thing come with thermal? Yeah, but that's the thing. It makes more sense in the 84 version because it's more of a cylinder, like a needle with a syringe on it or whatever. It has a suspension field, which allows it to fly. And then, that, you know, in the 84 version, Paul says, I have to grab it because it's going to be slippery on the bottom from the suspension field. But it is also shielded. And the shielding is what prevents the camera from seeing a true picture of the room and hearing what they're supposed to hear in the room because the shield messes up audio and visual. So that's why you have to stay perfectly still so it can't sense any movement. And they didn't really stress that in the first one because he kept like walking up towards it for a while. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how he got into the hologram. But, I mean, in the 84 version, he's like, oh, yeah, Hawaii told me about these things. I have to stay perfectly still or it's going to kill me. And he says the old lady, both films. and But, like, yeah, that mosquito thing, like, literally, it's kind of. Yeah. Like, come on, seriously? He would have pricked himself, yeah. I know we're trying to end and everything. We're supposed to be done with this already. But, like, the, the UA thing is still <laughs> great to me because. <laughs> 
you know, it was Jessica doing work and he almost exposed himself to her, but his wife was a Bene Gesserit too. So he knew how to manipulate his own body. And Jessica was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's, he really, cause he, he said Harkonnen in a way that tipped her off that he hated him. And that's what brought out the backstory with his wife and all that. Not just, oh yeah, I betrayed you because, well, as he's standing over Little Atreides saying, oh yeah, I betrayed you because they got my wife. There's no backstory there. There's no reasoning. There's no nothing. Yeah. Judas. Anyway, whatever. Judas. He's Judas. That's all I got to say. Yep. Man. Well, we will definitely be talking about the second one when it comes out. Uh, probably as a whole, we'll be able to kind of wrap everything up and see. Maybe I'll read the book by then. Maybe, you know, other things will happen. But, yeah, it's... I would say, honestly, this uh, story interest is more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Because, personally, me, the reason I was not, like, going to be, like, so high into watching this film like i was not like in such not desperation but i wasn't in such a hurry to watch it is because it's like since sandania's in it there you know anything she's in it's like oh it's the greatest thing ever oh you have to watch it it's like oh she's the greatest actress right now and i'm like uh technically now anything she's in i'm just like avoiding yeah no i'm not sold on zendaya either it's like okay she can be a little sarcastic but i've never watched euphoria and i don't plan on ever watching euphoria and she didn't really do anything for me in this movie at all yeah and that's like the other thing it's like starring her she's only like in literally like 18 minutes of the whole damn movie yeah not even it's like it's a two and a half hour movie she's probably there like 18 the most if to be nice but it's really not even that much yeah okay well, i know we're trying to end this but <laughs> no, no no but like but we keep bringing shit up yeah well this is i feel like this is the stuff that we should have thought about when we were talking about it from the beginning no i honestly my biggest gripe with the 2021 movie is how it ended like it, it was so cool to see like them being attacked you know what i mean yeah. And then kind of having the fight and and then taking the body back with them and everything. Like not saying that it felt didn't feel like anticlimactic, but like when you have movies like that, you kind of expect like having the big like scene of attack to end it as, you know. Yeah, but yeah, that's not how the story is. Anyway, another thing is how Paul's watching that the same scene where the hunter seeker comes out to kill him. Paul's watching that video clip and they're like, look, the Fremen do the crip walk. You're in the desert. You got to do the crip walk. And they only do the crip walk for five minutes. And that's it. The Fremen don't even do the crip walk. Are we going to do the crip walk going to work one day? Hell no. <laughs> Just walk around. Hold on, you got to do two steps. You got to slide your foot. <laughs> you got to swish around. Pause a second. And then, yeah, no. They do Dude, describe I, it in the book and stuff, but it's like, mm. yeah, because when I, I I remember watching it, and he like he goes first, 
<laughs> and then like the mom goes next, but it's like, okay, hold on. Uh, but she goes like the opposite way too. Yeah. Like she's trying to like follow the line in the sand. I'm like, I don't think they taught her how to do it. I think she's just following the same pattern that's going on right now, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's cool. It was. But yeah, ah, where could people find you at? Look for me on the socials at Elsa the first E L C I D the first. And you can find me at xxleox2d2xx on Instagram, Twitter, and all the good social stuff. Not whatever emo, whatever, 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 whatever you say that one year. <laughs> but that's the right one. Are you sure? Oh, that, 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 that's the official one. Oh, that's my OnlyFans. It's, it's my OnlyFans. That's what oh, your is. Only friends. <laughs> only friends. <laughs> and for the entire podcast, you can find us at Nimrod Generation Podcast. One word on Instagram. Yep. That being said, we'll blab it out on Instagram, right? Yeah, we'll say something. All right. Later. Later.